This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, it's another warm welcome, and in fact, it's a happy new year to uh, to Kerry Dixon and all of our listeners to the Kerry Dixon Show, which of course is in association with ChelseaFan12.com, the home of the 12th man, the fan. And uh, don't forget to uh, check them out because uh, they're very kind in sponsoring this show, me and Kerry. Uh, but they've got loads of memorabilia, news, videos, all sorts of stuff. They record a video with uh, Chopper Harris and... Uh, Gary Chivers at the Butcher's Hook after every home game, which is well worth a look. Very entertaining and trenchant views on there. And, of course, you can follow them um, on Twitter, at Fan12Chelsea. So, uh, it's been a while, Kerry, but Happy New Year to you, mate. How are you? Yes, uh, Happy New Year to you as well, Dave. I'm fine, thank you. It's, uh, to be honest, it was a quiet one for me, and uh, it's not a bad thing. Um, but uh, <laughs> it, it, it was fine, Um Enjoyed some of the games and uh, haven't enjoyed some of the other games as normal, uh, pretty much, in terms of what Chelsea are doing. Uh, I think we're still looking to find our feet at the top of the tree. But uh, some of the games have been quite entertaining. The Arsenal away game tour was uh, an excellent game, I thought. Um, but some of the others uh, leave a little bit to be desired. Well, twas ever thus, Kerry, up and up and down with Chelsea, or, or as Marco, our great mate Marco, says, glorious unpredictability, which about sums it all up, I think. But yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of matches, and of course, thanks to Christmas and New Year, you and I haven't been on the air. And of course, those that listen to this show also tend to listen to the Chelsea fancast, and I went down with the flu last week, so we haven't done a show on that since before Christmas. So we've got lots to talk about, but uh, what I'm going to do, mate, is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus in on uh, the Norwich FA Cup match last weekend, uh, the Arsenal Carabao Cup semi-final on Wednesday, and then we're going to have a quick look forward uh, to the match against Leicester coming up uh, tomorrow, this Saturday. Um, so looking at the Norwich game first, I mean... You know, a championship side. We, we should really expect to put them away. So, you know, I think I think it was disappointing not just to draw against them, but to draw nil nil. And then, of course, we've got uh, a replay to come 
uh, I think it's uh, next Wednesday, isn't it? Or next, yeah, next Wednesday. Yeah, next uh, which, yeah, I mean, considering the number of games we've got at the moment, uh, you know, from a from a player point of view, fatigue point of view, but also from a fan fatigue point of view, and having to dip our hands in our pockets is probably the last thing we all wanted. But um, you know, what what did you think of the game generally? I mean, we rested a lot of players, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, listen, you know me, and uh, nothing changes in that respect as regards. Um, you were right first time. Um, championship side away should beat them. Um, bearing in mind the squad we have, um, I am being honest. I, I'm starting to doubt uh, the depth of, that, of our squad in, in, in terms of uh, the ability to beat sides. Um, when we do rotate players, you look at you know City and they seem to get it just just about right. I mean, they had a little goal with Bristol City, but Norwich away. Um, Fair play to Norwich, there to go. And, you know, teams aren't going to roll over, lie down and, you know, let, let the bigger clubs come over and uh, win three, four, five. And, you know, Norwich had a bit of a go in terms of um, digging in, uh, as you'd expect, and, and trying not to concede. And to be honest, I, I, I thought we were poor. Um, I thought we were generally apathetic, so it doesn't matter about resting players. I thought... The lads that went out there, I'm afraid, uh, didn't perform on the day. They huffed and puffed, but uh, were far from blowing the house house down, uh, you know, as the rhyme goes. But um, uh, and I thought there's a huge room for improvement in, in terms of the players that rotate or squad players that come in and play. Yeah, and and that was, I think, in in essence, the disappointment of it. I mean, you know, one thing occurred to me. I mean, number one. You know, he he rested seven players, and and in and in some respects, you can see that the seven players that he rested are are the players that he considers to be the best players. You know, uh, and I kind of wonder which what argu- message, like, which is so, arguable, you know, which is arguable who's the best players. I mean, it, you know, you you put the question out to Chelsea uh, fans and who's our best team and. You know, I'm not so sure that too many would come up with a, a similar side. I think there'd probably be about six, maybe, that would be in most people's team. But there's there's, there's about five, or maybe even more, that, that could be changed and, and not affect the side. Mm. Well, that's an, I think that's an equally good point, mate. But I think in terms of the message that he, he might have been sending out, let, let, let's just, for, for argument's sake, assume that the seven that he left out of course, he had Morata on the bench, but the seven that he left out are the players that he considers that are the ones that he can rely on are his best players. I'm just kind of wondering what message that sends out to the ones that did play. Well, you're not my my best players in a sense, and I, uh, so that's the first part of the question. The second part is, um, given the performance by some of them, which you know I, I can forgive Chelsea players for not having much talent or, or, or you know just generally not being very good, but it does annoy me when I when I don't see. A, a lot of commitment and effort and I think that's what grated with a lot of supporters after the Norwich game so it kind of begs the question to me is you know do you think players these days look at the FA Cup in a different way to the players of your generation well they shouldn't um, I've said this many many a time I mean there's been some pretty games in the FA Cup and you know the third round brings around what it what it brings around the great draws and you know uh, and, and I've said it time and time again in terms of there's only four trophies to win each year um, and everyone wants the big one or whichever they class as the big one the Premier League or, or indeed the Champions League or the big two uh, one of them but the other two cups are, are equally important as far as the fans are concerned we're in them to win them uh, we, um, you, you know we turn up pay the money um, 
want to see a football match. You want to see uh, your heroes go out and play, and as you've said, uh, perform, put the effort in, and hopefully get the result. Um, this squad of Chelsea's is, is, is extremely well paid, and it doesn't mean to say just because they're well paid that they have to perform and they can perform, and they're, and they're necessarily good enough. It's all about judgment. But they're, but they're still well paid, and you look at the Norwich side, and you know there's not there's not one player would get in the Chelsea squad. I don't see Chelsea going in for a squad player at, at, at Norwich. You know, um, yeah. we should be rolling these teams over with with no matter what teams we put out. Um, all them players that are put out there are in our squad. In terms of their approach to the FA Cup and in terms of their approach to the League Cup and so on um, that is totally down to the player and they've got to get themselves up to the game no matter what reason they can if they're selected to put the shirt on they've got to go out there and if they're a midfield player got to perform in terms of creativity or a defensive midfield player and add their bit and the same goes for the forwards you've got to look to score a goal create a goal or do whatever you need to do and defensively you know I'm not going to go for every position what's expected but they know what's expected of them and, you know, collectively, they're expected to come out with a result that, you know, progresses the club into the next round of these competitions. And hopefully they'll get the job done on uh, Wednesday uh, in terms of Norwich. And uh, they've got a difficult one at Arsenal, but I still think that tie's uh, pretty much open. Um, I don't think that's a close shot just yet. Um, but nevertheless, <clears throat> it's going to be more difficult away. Um, and, and these cup competitions, the fans love it. They love the opportunity to go to Wembley. They, you know, they're sold out these games, you know, and, you know, we, we want to win. I'm sure the club want to win. I'm sure the players want to win. But uh, you asked me the question, um, is the approach to the FA Cup and the League Cup um, that much different? Well, I'm saying it damn well shouldn't be. Mm, yeah, it shouldn't be. That's for sure. I mean, the other thing that occurred to me, Kerry, was that because he rested so many of the technically first team players, um, he he, you know, apart from Morata on the bench, um, everybody else was was one of the the younger youth players, and it kind of occurred to me. I wonder, you know, given that they're probably desperate to break through to the side, and they really do have a lot of hunger, desire, and something to prove, might it have been better to have had a lot more of them actually in the starting eleven? and had some of the more experienced players on the bench to bail us out of trouble if needed. I mean, the, the reason I say that is I thought that Musonda, in, in the in the very brief 10 minutes that he had, kind of ran around more energetically than most of the rest of the team did in the in the preceding 80. Yeah, well, the younger players <clears throat> would obviously have something more to prove in terms of what they're trying to achieve. The older players, I imagine, not only trying to win the game, but, you know, they're trying to show the manager uh, still what they can do and try and push for a a more regular starting place. Um, <clears throat> you know, they put David Luiz in. He didn't do an awful lot wrong, um, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you know, who's to say, oh, I went back on, which is a better side, who's to say he's, he's that much worse or better than, if indeed he is, than any of the uh, other four four players, that, you know, Rudiger, Billy Coetta, Christian Sidney, Kale. You know, I think you could rotate any three from five there and it wouldn't be a whole mm. heap of difference. You know, everyone would have their own, you know, their own three. Um, you know, it, you play for whatever reason you play for. Um, younger players, you know, and any substitute coming on into a game of, which is pretty dire and runs around, shows energy, shows something, he's just going to stand out a little bit because it's going to be a little bit different to what we were seeing for the, for the period of time before they come on. So, I don't know, you know, playing younger people, if they played younger people and got hammered, the Arsenal at Forest. Everyone will be moaning about that. The team he yeah. put out, he picked it 
you know, if, if, I don't think you can win in these situations every guy's what do you think? I think you've got to pick a team to win the game. Yeah, that's the art of management. That's certainly got more of management. And, um, you know, you pick a team to win the game. I mean, Arsenal fans always get hammered for the team to get off the And yet, afterwards, everyone's saying, you can't believe it. Like, they think they're going to the final. Um, you know, will he, will he, will he, he put people in the United States or Sanchez and so on? So you keep apart the transfer window. You just don't know what he'll be going to do next day. But who knows? <clears throat> it's how you approach it. It's all about winning the game. Um, and the aftermath and the fallout of it all is whether you win or lose. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, uh, exactly. I, 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 you know what? I think there's a lot of sense to that point. You know, in, in many respects, you can't win. And of course, if we if we'd have won, nobody would be talking about it now, would they? Um, but we are talking about it because we've got to play them again uh, next Wednesday, as we're saying. Which I think, in a way, we we could have done without. But um, you know, we should have no problems there, surely. I mean, I would imagine again he's going to pick a fairly. Uh, you know, below strength team in a sense, or he's going to going to rotate it at the at the, 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 the least. Uh, but you envisage another win. I mean, what what it reminds me actually, Kerry, um, of a few years ago in two thousand and two when uh, we drew nil nil at Carrow Road and we got him back. And of course, that was the game that Franco Zola scored that amazing back heeled kind of volley from the corner. So more more of that, please. I'd, I'd fancy a bit of that. Who do you think of? Uh, who do you think of that this time? Could only be one person. That was even thought about. Yeah. That'd be yeah. Pleasant. yeah, 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 of course. Well, it'll be interesting to see if he plays, won't it, of course? Yes, it will. Um, I don't know what team he put out. I mean, he's expected to win at home. I think uh, it does turn it round slightly. And I do think that, uh, like you, I think he'll pick a side that he thinks will win the game. Um, and I believe that he picked a side that thinks will win the game previously. Um, mm. Let's just hope they do it this time, you know? And, yeah. uh, because as far as I'm concerned... Um, next round home to Newcastle who's to say we can't go all the way in the FA Cup and uh, there's still a certain as uh, touch or I've touched on um, a trip to Arsenal as well in the, in the very near future um, with a well a definite trip to Wembley for the winners of that particular one well, indeed, and I think it would be nice to get back to Wembley for the FA Cup final this year, having lost to Arsenal last year. And, of course, they're not in the FA Cup, having been knocked out roundly by, by Forrest, which was, a, I thought, a very impressive performance by them. But, of course, we, we've got Arsenal in the, in the semi-final of the Carabao Cup, as you mentioned a minute ago, and we, we had them at the bridge uh, on Wednesday. And uh, we followed up the nil-nil draw against Norwich with a nil-nil draw against them. Although I, I think this was a very different match for for many reasons, Kerry. I mean, not least because again, I think he he put out a strong Chelsea team. But I thought what was interesting was the way that uh, we failed to break Arsenal down, very much in the way that we failed to break them down in the league when they played in September. And and it you know Conte surprisingly has a has a pretty poor record against Arsenal. He's only won once, which was last season's home league game three uh, one. But we've either we, we tend to to draw against them an awful lot. And I uh, you 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 won't like me for saying this, I suspect. But it, what what occurred to me was I wonder if uh, Wenger had uh, outthought Conte again. Either that, or they gave a passable impersonation of a Sam Allardyce Bolton side. You decide. No, I mean, you, <coughs> there's no way in a, in a million years you'd be uh, making the comparison of Arsene Wenger and uh, <coughs> Sam Allardyce. You, you know, he's not one of them. That, he's not one of them that beats it. I mean, more often than not, he gets complaints for complaints for um, complaints for playing football. You know, trying to play. And I still mm. think the Arsenal, the Arsenal team's tried to play. 
profit yeah. the players themselves. Uh, you know, they um, develop this uh, digging mentality and uh, realise that they've got to fight. And I think there was an awful lot of fight and desire, from, I think, from the Arsenal players um, the other night. And uh, they showed a willingness. And I think, you know, it's always dangerous to play a side on the back of a, a humiliating defeat, which they had at, Nor- at uh, Nottingham Forest. And, you know, we played them a little bit on the rebound, whereby that little bit of determination and extra was pulled out by everyone um, in an Arsenal shirt. And I think it would have been, um, no matter who, what team he'd have put out, you know, because uh, their supporters who are frustrated, as it is, we all know, uh, would be even more frustrated going out of two cup competitions in space for a week. So, you know, <clears throat> I fully expected a, a big in performance or a performance that uh, would keep them in the tide by the time we go back to the average. But, um, I thought we have to pass again. And I, and I think this is becoming a, a big thing with us. If we don't get that early goal, we've seen it loads of times. Teams become more and more resilient. We become a little bit more desperate. And I think we struggle to break them down. And, and you know, Stephen Hazard, I always say, or, or Seth Fabregas' pass doesn't quite work. I think I think we struggle generally to break teams down. And, and you know, and I think that you know, when you say have, has someone outthought someone, it's not a question of a manager outthinking someone. I think if them two players can't, Fabregas can't find the pass, or even Hazard is not on a, a going day, or <clears throat> is on a going day, but things just don't work for him. I really don't think that there's anyone in the team that can consistently, I think there's players that can do it on a one-off, um, but I think consistently um, unlock defences. And I think we've got a problem here. I really do. <clears throat> I'm sticking to my guns, you know, in terms of Morata. We had a Costa. You know, I, I watched the thing whereby they, um, the pundits in, in, in some, some television programme drew a comparison in the first so many games of, of, Diego, of uh, Diego Costa, Didier Drogba and, uh, and Morata. And, you know, Morata come out on top in terms of assisting goals. Um, I think you can dress it up how you want it. The first yeah. 18 months of Didier Drogba, I mean, no disrespect to one of our greatest ever players, in my opinion, but he spent 18 months rolling around the ground. And, you know, it, 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 wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't his best performance. It wasn't nope. his best time, you know. Diego Costa, you know, he, he, he managed to get to 70 goals uh, in, in they were talking about um, fifth quickest time in Premier League history or something. Uh, you know, they were, that was one thing that was coming out uh, at the time uh, when he did that. Uh, and, you know, I, I didn't necessarily go on about that stat, but to put Morata uh, uh, in terms of what he's doing at the moment above the likes of Costa and Gogba is, is a million miles away as far as I'm concerned because, you know, he's not one of them. And, and I, I say it because I was talking about breaking teams down. How many times did we get one nil away, one nil at home? When, when the likes of Hazard or Fabregas wasn't playing, it was Diego Costa who snapped up a half chance and we didn't play so well and, and we got all three points. That was the year we won the league. You know, mm. it, it, it's not happening there. I don't think we've got that um, in the armoury at the moment. And I know people will point to certain games whereby Murata has done this and Murata has done that, but I'm sticking to my guns. He's not quite there yet. Kerry, I, I've got to say, and, and you know, pe- people who've listened to this show long enough will, will know that I, I don't sit here blithely agreeing with everything you say. You and I will have a ding-dong when necessary, but I do, I do agree with everything that you say. Um, I think in particular the, the point you make about um, Hazard and Fabregas, and we are definitely struggling to break teams down. Uh, and I mean, I, I think what was... I'd be really interested to hear what you think about this, because I don't think it's just down to the fact that, you know... 
sure, you know, you can stick men on Hazard and you can stick men on Fabregas and stop the supply, and I get that, which means that you should be able to get some joy out of people like Moses and, and Alonso, but if, if Moses can't beat a man or get a ball into the box, then that's not going to help. I wonder about the distance between uh, what is effectively a single striker and Morata and the midfield players coming through, and I don't think that helps. And I actually think against Arsenal, one thing I did notice a lot, actually, I thought, you know, to be fair, I, I think Arsenal did come for a draw. They were hoping they might nick something, but basically they were happy with a nil-nil. And I think that they played very well defensively. They were really organised. And the number of times a ball came into Morata and the two of their defenders were on him instantly, and particularly that ball from Aspilicueta, where he likes to cut it, you know, cross it in from the right. Yeah. Every time he yeah. did that, you know, they got to the ball first. So they were looking for that. So I thought that they defended really, really well against us. But I think the point that you're making, Kerry, is that this happens a lot. It's not just against that Arsenal match. And I wonder how we're going to change that. Because either we need to play more creative midfielders who are, who are you know, um, leaving less of a gap between the midfield and the striker, or maybe playing two strikers, which would be great if we had another striker that was reliable to, to partner Morata, which I don't think we do. So I think we're in a bit, we've got a bit of a problem. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Cheech. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. That's exactly right. I mean, I didn't talk about an agreeable show. If you're not agreeing with me and you are on this particular issue, it appears, uh, I'm totally agreeing with you. Um, yeah. You know, there isn't... Once... One time we were saying, oh, do we, we've got plan B, it's there. Uh, it was used at Huddersfield, whereby the Pedro Hazard-Williams situation. Um, we used it, uh, I think, the game afterwards, and it, it, it didn't work. Um, you know, you, what is plan B, what is plan A? You know, I don't go along with all these plans. Uh, I don't necessarily go along with strategies. I think you have to have a general work ethic, and if you play well and you, you, you do your job defensively, you know, you'll get a good defensive performance from anyone. 
But in terms of creativity, which is the hardest thing in the game, um, in my opinion, um, you know, it's about the game's about scoring more goals than the opposition and, and creating more chances and, and so on. Chances don't mean nothing if you keep missing them. Um, goals is what, what it's all about. Um, and, you know, Chelsea have to score a goal. And we are struggling with plan B. Um, you know, time and time it comes on again and it just occasionally it's the impact. You know, William come on, he looks lively. Um, that's why comes on and I think we've got a big problem there because yeah. you know obviously something's not something's amiss there you, you know um, he's either confident shot to pieces or he realises he's a bit part player and we're not going to get the best out of him and I do believe it's possibly right to to, to either change him or, or, or you know move him on or get someone else in in that department um, because the manager you know everyone loves Conti but I think in Batshuayi's um, situation, I, I think the bloke shot a bit. Um, mm. So, you know, it, it's not really worth it. Um, in terms of, I remember going back in, in argument and creativity, and you said about midfield creative players, get one in. Um, there was an argument last year between me and you, you said the team are struggling because of Kante. You know, that's why we're getting beaten. Now, he's been back in the side on a regular basis, and, and we've still got the same old problem of breaking, beat, breaking teams down. The thing is about the goals, and it's about creativity, and it's left to Hazard, Stroke, Fabregas, time and time again. Um, if we don't get an early goal in the game, teams grow more resilient, and we struggle with it. And, you know, this is a big problem we have. Um, and the reason Manchester City are away and up at the top of the league is there's so many players within their team who can chip in with that all-important bit of creativity or, or goal um, that can get them out of trouble rather than just the two. Well, it's interesting. Yeah, I, well, obviously, I agree with that. But, you know, going back to, to what you mentioned when William came on, and I, I'm wondering whether it... Because William, of course, came on for drink water, so that meant you took off one of the two defensive midfield players. And but there's been a lot of rum... Well, I think... I mean, he's I yeah, I think that's a, that's a fair point. He's not he's not a, he's not a midfielding a midfield player who's going to just sit and hold. And I, I accept that, but I just thought that when you swap William for Drinkwater, you know we had more impetus. And what I like about William is, in a sense, he's a player like Hazard in the fact that he'll he'll pick up the ball and he'll run at people, and that causes defenses problems because either they've got to do a really good tackle or they're going to foul him or he's going to beat them. So, you know, for me, that works. And I'm just wondering whether it'd be worth kind of partnering William and Hazard together, kind of behind, just behind Morata, and that gives us a bit more options. But, you know, to do that, he's going to have to play one less in midfield. So he's going to have to change this 3-5-2. Now, I'm not Conte. I'm not a bloody manager, and I'm certainly not paid what he is to make those decisions. But I just wonder if that might help, you know. Well, you don't know what will help. Um, it is an option, I suppose. Um, it's it's looking how the team will adjust to to getting the result with that situation mm-hmm. in mind. Who would do, who would mm-hmm. do what in other areas? Um, um, if, if that's Plan B, then then so be it. Listen, let's face it. We're, we're a side that's not far off the top. Um, no. It's because of Manchester City's pace and what they're doing. And you know, we're in a semi-final of one competition. We're we're pretty well based in, in you know in the FA Cup. We've got Norwich and stroke arguably Newcastle at home. So, you know, we're not in a bad place. Barcelona is, is getting closer, which um, I, I said before that we need to improve to, you know, get past that hurdle. And I still think that that is going to be the case. But I don't think Barcelona has set out to, to dig in. I think they'll play the Barcelona way. Mm. But at the moment, I, I, I still think that they might have too much for us. 
unless we have two extremely good going days, and uh, which is possible. But um, I think we need to improve a fair bit, you know, to, to, to get over that hurdle at the moment. But I'm not saying that's impossible. Totally agree. I, I don't think we're far short. I think we, you're right. I mean, we we need to improve going forward and creatively. But I think what we're we're, we're omitting to say at the moment, which we should mention, is how well we're doing defensively at the moment. Uh, and and I think they looked. I mean, Arsenal hardly had a chance uh, on Wednesday. I mean, the one clear-cut chance they had, I think, Awobi elected to back pass it to Courtois rather than having a shot. But the defences looked really, really solid. Uh, so that that gives me a lot of hope because it seems that, that, that you know it's nice and settled as well, which I like, and I think they're playing very very well. So really, we just need to kind of improve the creativity. Now, you know, one thing that might do that, and, and of course this is pertinent with Leicester coming up on Saturday, is that we've already made one signing in the transfer window, and uh, it's Ross Barkley, of course, who you know another player in the kind of the Hazard and the William mould, a guy who likes to pick it up in midfield, run with the ball, beat players, and crack a shot off. Uh, now. We don't know if he, he he's going to be involved on Saturday yet. I mean, Conte was saying it was, it was too soon for the Arsenal match, but you never know. I mean, what what do you think of the signing of Ross Barkley? I mean, he, clearly the kid's got a lot of talent, hasn't he? Yes, yes, and I think he's a, uh, a good signing. <clears throat> it's interesting the uh, ovation uh, that he actually got um, for signing. I think people at Chelsea recognise um, he's a young up-and-coming player, a young up-and-coming Englishman, and, you know, and I think he's capable, Ross Barkley. I think um, what I've seen of him on, on a going day when he, when he's clear of injuries and so on, I, I, I think it's very positive and I think it's a good signing. Um, it, it just goes to show, or it's just a little niggling thing for me in the back of my mind is that he's a £15 million signing. You shouldn't look at that because we've got, you know, £30 million signings who, who don't get a game. Is You know, is he going to play him on a regular basis? Is he going to force his way in? Um, he signed for the club I don't blame Barkley for that because he's going to be playing regularly in the Champions League and so on he's with a big club he's going to be playing in Europe and you know and competing for the for the trophies uh, every, every year rather than where he was but his, his next job is to get him aside and make an impact and, and, and produce what he was doing that made him nearly an England regular but certainly you know some of his performances um, have warranted um, an England cap and you know, I, I think he's a plus for us. Um, it will send out a message to our other youngsters. You mentioned Charlie Massonda and some of the others. And, you know, <clears throat> you look at various uh, midfield players, uh, the Loftus Cheeks was out on loan, and, and, and other youngsters looking to break in. Um, you've now got another body looking to break in the side. Um, so there's all sorts of messages here, but Ross Barkley for me is a positive, and I hope he's given a chance. Um, and I'm talking about a regular chance, not a Danny Drinkwater opportunity coming in now and then. You know, um, I've had a good look from what I've seen so far of Bati Yato and I'm, listen, I'm not totally convinced on that one either. I think there's huge room for improvement there. Um, I really do. Um, we sold Matic and got Bati Yoko. Um, that was a decision somewhere made in the club. Well, given the choice, um, all right, you're getting a younger, arguably more mobile player, but I don't know if we've improved the side at all. Um, that's just my opinion. Um, and, and Ross Barkley, for me, would give us uh, improvement in an area where we desperately need it, creativity. Yeah, I, 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 I would agree with that. I mean, I, I, you know, I saw him I saw him play when he was, if you like, 
you know, breaking into the England side, and and, and he's the kind of player that, that supporters like. You know, he, as I said, he picks the ball up from midfield, he runs at people, he beats them, and he's not scared to shoot. I mean, what's not to like about that? So I certainly wish him all the best, and it'll be really interesting to see, you know, how soon he does get picked, and interestingly, I think also for whom. Uh, or you know who he might replace in that side at the moment. Uh, as far as Bakayoko is concerned, I think that's an, a very interesting one. I, you know, I think uh, you know he's young and there is potential there. But I think the point is, if I can understand why they bought him after they sold Matic, because he's a lot younger. So there's you know we we hopefully have a few years of him. But on the other hand, if he's young and he's not quite good enough yet, were there not players that are breaking through from the from the youth side who who could have been put Correct. in that position? You know, and I that's think exactly that that's. Right. Yeah, you know, that's the yeah, interesting that's exactly the issue, point, isn't yeah. it? You know, I mean, we yeah. say Loftus-Cheek, I mean, for example. Yako come in and Loftus-Cheek's gone out on loan. You know, we've yeah. got an England player going out on loan to Palace who could yeah. do exactly the same bit of improvement on this side. Well, we've got a, a player being brought in who's meant to be a replacement from, you know... Um, or Chaloba, of course, who, who who we sold, yeah, you know, who, who got fed yeah, up. With tra- yeah, you know. So there were and and there were plenty of other players who were coming up from the youth ranks who could have who could have perhaps been given that role and the latitude, in fact, that Bakayoko has been given. Anyway, we should move on because we've got Leicester on Saturday. Actually, before we do move on, because uh, it is the transfer window at the moment, and of course, I find it interesting that we've got Leicester because, of course, they've got Jamie Vardy who. I'm amazed that we've never been linked with, considering we brought two other decent Leicester players in the recent past. I mean, we clearly need some sort of a striker, I think, in this in this transfer window. I agree with you about Batshuayi. Um, I don't I don't see him really improving this season, and and that leaves us with one striker, which is not going to be enough, particularly if Morata's uh, a bit short of confidence, which he clearly is at the moment. Um, but uh, Vardy has not been mentioned at all in dispatches, and yet Andy Carroll has, which does surprise me somewhat. But I'd be curious as to, to what you think of Carroll as a striker and whether that might be a good move for us. No, I think Jamie Vardy's an excellent player. Yeah, but what about Carroll? Because we've been linked with Andy Carroll, I... not, not Vardy. Oh, uh, I... Andy, no, I think Vardy's an excellent player and he'd give us something different. Andy Carroll would give us something different, but I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't think Andy Carroll would be the answer. Uh, you know, someone who's in and out of West Ham's side, he does give you something, you know, an aerial threat, and he is an aerial threat, and he could come on and change James and bustle up opponents. He'd done it to us before, um, and he'll do it the rest of his career, I dare say. Um but I don't think uh, Andy Carroll, in terms of beating the Barcelonas and the improvement we're looking for, is going to be the answer. Um, uh, I really don't. I, I think Jamie Vardy could give you a lot more. You know, mm. you talk about um, a different dimension. Well, I'd, you know, I'd certainly have a little pop at that one if that ever become an, an issue. Although his age and all the, you know, everyone will say this, that, and whatever. I'm just talking about what what would come, uh, what would. Uh, He'd bring to the table right now, and you know, if you look at Andy Carroll, whether it be long term or short term or whatever, uh, I think Jamie Vardy would bring a lot more to the table. You might say, well, he'd cost a lot more, and so on. But there's all sorts of arguments. But uh, given the choice, Andy Carroll, I'd say no. Um, Jamie Vardy, I'd say yes. Yeah, I mean, mate, I'd, I'd have, I'd have Vardy in like a shot. I really, really would, and I think he'd suit our play a lot better because considering we like to play on the counter attack a lot. I mean, well, he's, he's got pace about, to burn. You spoke earlier, Dave, sorry to interrupt. So you spoke sorry? earlier about a possibility of plan B. You've played two strikers. Well, Morata and Vardy would yeah. give you that option. 
absolutely right. Totally agree with that. Because he's done that for England, of course, when he's played for England. He's also, you know, he could play for us in the Champions League. You know, I think he might be tempted because it gives him another crack at the Champions League. So I'm amazed that, that we've not put a cheeky bid in for him. Andy Carroll, I mean, I think he's one-dimensional. I think you're right. I mean, he's a good old-fashioned lump of a centre-forward and he's bloody good in the air. Um, but that's about all he can do, really. I mean, OK, he can score goals and I get that. But he's got a terrible injury record, so I think that would be a real waste getting him. But there we go. No doubt we shall see. Now, listen, we ought to talk very quickly about what actually might happen against Leicester. Um interesting side I mean they're a bit schizophrenic like we are to a certain degree um, but nevertheless they're still sitting in eighth position so they are absolutely no mugs and they've still got you know most of the squad that won them the title including Mares and Vardy um, I, 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 this is going to be an interesting game I think Kerry I, I've got a suspicion that they're not going to park the bus I don't think Claude Puel their manager does that so I think it might be a little bit more open so I, I'm, I'm therefore feeling a little bit more positive uh, you know, than, than we have sounded for the most of the show. Yeah, um, you know, talking about positive, I mean, yeah, I, I think we should beat um, Leicester, you know, on Saturday. I think I, I really do. Having said that, they have got a threat, they've got a Mares, they have got a Vardy, and, you know, they won't, as you say, part the bus. It should be a decent game, but um, we should beat them. The difference is about um, Leicester in terms of schizophrenic, you said, is that the expectancy levels at Leicester are not the same as at Chelsea. You know, yeah. what they're expected to do, they're in April, everyone at Leicester would think they're having a really good season so far yeah. with their chances of possibly, you know, breaking in and maybe what they'll do. With us, we're having what sort of season would people say? A 7 out of 10 and, and is it a, a slightly above average season with an expectancy or people say no it's a good season um, well the league's gone as far as I'm concerned you know barring a, a, an absolute calamity you know we're now looking at a top four finish um, and we're looking at a trophy we've got Barcelona in the Champions League which come February unless we improve could be all over the two trophies that we've got we really should take seriously because we do need to um, take something, and certainly in both them, them particular games, you know, it's up, it's up in the air. Um, Arsenal, Norwich, and Newcastle. Let's say all three games if it did we beat Norwich. So we have got to consolidate in the league at home against Leicester. I think we should win. Um, they will pose a threat, um, and they're and they're not bad defensively. So we will have to improve um, mm. in our creativity to actually break them down. So, beware of Leicester. I think we should win. I don't think it'll be easy. But I, I could fully see us them turning us over if, uh, if certain things, were, if they were to put in a good defensive performance and they could score on a breakaway or with a free kick or a super Mahrez goal or a Vardy breakaway. Be wary of Leicester. And uh, mm. I don't think this is one of these that uh, you could say, yes, we will definitely win. I'm saying this is one of these we should win but we need to improve on what I've seen against the likes of Norwich. And, uh, yeah. you know, if, if we do, I think we should win. We've got enough all-round players in a better team generally. But uh, just beware. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. I think, you know, if we're going to win, I think it'll be by the odd goal. I don't see us thumping us, thump, thumping them. I, th- I think that the early goal, as always, will be important. Uh, because, I, as you said, I think the pattern that we've seen is the longer that it goes at the moment, the, the harder we find to break it down, the more galvanised the opposition gets. And, you know, that leaves us open for them hitting us on the break. Um, 
be interesting to see if Barkley comes on and, you know, as a sub maybe in the last 10 minutes and gets the winner, Kerry. No doubt we'll see. Just to pick up on your just to pick up on your point about what would be a good season, I think that was a really interesting thing you made. I mean, we've got a very, very important uh, month, six weeks coming up, because if it goes pear-shaped, we'll be, you know, knocked out in the semi-final of the Carabao Cup. Uh, we might get knocked out of the FA Cup and we might get knocked out of Europe. Uh, and... Uh, that would leave us just playing for a top four finish. Uh, I happen to think that, you know, second or third so in the, on the league... Back, so, hang on, so on the back of that, what sort of yeah. season are we having? Well, I, I actually think it's too early to say, to be honest. I think so far it's not been a bad season. I think, you know, second in the league would be a good finish, given how good City are. I think we need to get to the quarterfinals of the Champions League, a minimum, otherwise that's not a good run. I don't, you know, I don't think we're, we're good enough to win it, in all honesty. So quarterfinals is about par. I think uh, you know we need to win a cup or at least get to a final. So that that's the I don't mind if it's the league or the FA Cup. Although obviously I'd prefer the FA Cup. So I think it's too early to really call it on as to whether it's a good season or not. I think at the moment it's okay. Okay, I agree with you. Okay, mm. but uh, room for improvement still. Always room for improvement, Kerry. Always room for improvement. Apart from with us, because we're brilliant and perfect every week, mate. So there you go. <laughs> All right, we should wrap it up. Um, but uh, obviously, best of luck. Presume you're going on Saturday? Yes, I am, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Well, look, enjoy the game, mate. I'll be there as well. And uh, you and I will be reporting back on not just the Leicester game uh, from, from tomorrow, but we'll also be talking about the, uh, the, the cup replay against Norwich next Wednesday. So we'll have a packed show as always, and I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it already, mate. It's been great to speak to you again. It's been too long. Thanks very much, Dave. And uh, once again, Happy New Year to yourself and uh, all the people there. Soon. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.